from catering. Trash. <laughs> uh, Food Junkie Podcast number four, Polo Adamo, Basics. Back again. And, uh, yeah, we're talking about basic shit. So basic go ahead. Shit. Basics, home cook versus basic pro, and then we'll start at a level we understand, and then we'll kind of go from there. And, like, what's the difference between them? Yes. Uh, okay. Well, I think um, basics for a home cook and basics for a pro cook have some overlying areas some where they overlap. And I would kind of think that there's some things that maybe a home cook does better than a pro cook. Oh, okay. Just because a professional cook's not going to make the same type of thing as often and doesn't get as much practice like making a casserole mm. as like a home cook, mm. you know? Uh, I think like a baked mac and cheese, I would expect a home cook to probably be able to make better than a pro cook. I have a question. Are casseroles looked down upon in the pro world? Oh, they are. Why well, is that? Oh, 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 in the pro cooking world? Yes. Because uh, why is it only relegated I to lo- home I cooking? I love a casserole. I think it just oh, doesn't shit. plate as nice. Hold on. Yes, so you said uh, the disrespect for casseroles is real. Why I don't know. That? Maybe I'm speaking out of turn. I love a casserole. I'll eat. You're Italian. You're lasagna. Eat lasagna's the, the number, is lasagna the number one casserole out there in the world? Uh, I think maybe the most well-known. Okay, what's, I the, what's the best to you? Ooh, I don't know. You know what? My favorite uh, casserole is that, like, uh, what is it? Tuna or Lay's potato chips with the tuna. With the peas in there? Yes. Oh, shit. That, uh, that one's What bang. is that officially called? Is that tuna casserole, just generally? Or sure. do you have to say with the potato chips? You got to have the potato chips, though. Because mm. I think if you just say tuna casserole, that sounds disgusting. Does it, though? Yes. Even a regular tuna casserole, no potato I mean, chip top, still is pretty good. I don't think I've had one without potato chips. Hamburger helper. Tuna helper, actually. Apologize. Is scalloped potatoes the most well-known oh, casserole? Because no. scalloped potatoes maybe 20 years ago was hot. Scalloped potatoes, like people don't yeah. people think that's scallops and potatoes at this point probably. Do they really? I mean, I'm assuming. Because even the skill of doing scalloped potatoes, I think, is a lost art. People opt out for mashed potatoes or baked potatoes. I think it just yeah. kind of... Even though it takes it was like too long, million, yeah, exactly. It takes too long. So I had to ask that. You know, the other day yes. I made some, and it was like amazing. I just forget how easy it is. Scallop, scallop, scallop easy. Yeah. It, Do you par cook your potatoes? I did not. Oh, okay, so you're the one to slice them, throw them in there with the cream I, and the garlic and everything. I, and that was it. I didn't do garlic. In them. It's way easier, I think, than people think. But it <laughs> maybe people got turned off because it became a staple in restaurants for a certain time. And it got too perfect. Thank you. And it, it felt unachievable. I think so. Because Maybe. I think that used to be part of the pantheon of home cooking. And then it got consumed maybe by restaurants and restaurants started flipping it and doing it all different types of ways. And maybe... Is know. a is a pot pie a casserole oh, or not? We're going to get in this same... Oh, pot pie. If pot pie is a casserole, that shit is right up there. That is number one. I think so. Because it has a pie, pie shell and it has a... T- um, yeah. Yeah. Well. Okay, does, does, so it, does a casserole get, have to be savory? I would say yes. If, if you say if you say casserole, I, it's got to be because because if we say a casserole can be sweet, then we're in the same dilemma that I was talking to you earlier about about apple pie. Uh, and, but I mean, is there ever a sweet casserole like considered a casserole like a sweet casserole? I don't think so. No, parfait would be the closest. But even parfait. then, parfait is just but like, yeah, that's different. That's, yeah, a yeah. stifle. It's a casserole, about? savory okay. something. So the disrespect for casseroles is real. Why aren't there more casseroles on? restaurant menus 
Because maybe it seems too easy and people get upset that they're going to pay for something that they feel like they could make better at home. Do you think there's a lot of people making casseroles at home? I don't think there is, but I think people believe they could make one just as good. And they, when they go out to eat, they want to spend their money wisely. And so they probably want something that they know they cannot do. I would think so. I think we did mention something like that when we go out to eat, or at least I go out to eat. I'm like, what is the hardest dish to prepare here? I will order that. Anything braised usually or anything with high degree of difficulty or anything that uses a protein or a protein cut that I'm not familiar with. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm that's in. what I want. Okay, see, but maybe that's just how we think because that is interesting. Well, how I want casseroles the weird stuff. Aren't I do. I do. It's just because I can't either. I'm not going to acquire those items for me to try this or I'm not familiar with that technique or I just want somebody in the kitchen to just work hard and i just want to see the hardest dish well i think we talked about that's like when you find a dish like that the person making it is usually having the most fun making that weird thing that's true it's the biggest because i know i do yeah if i ever the couple of times i got to make chicken liver mousse i was like oh this is like i'm excited yeah. and this is fun and let's get let's get super weird with it the chicken liver mousse had to have been a, a home thing also back then I think a lot of stuff was home things back in the day. I mean, if you look at like the older cookbooks, I'm trying yeah. to, and I know I have one up there somewhere. They'll have like multiple recipes mm-hmm. for chicken liver mousse, like chicken liver mousse with pear jelly, yeah. which so, seems like if you say that, you're like, oh, well, that's a like mission. And like, mm-hmm. no, that's a, that was a like Betty Crocker's cookbook. Yeah, like, that's what you eat when they didn't make, like, mom didn't yeah. make anything. Yeah. That <laughs> was like, like okay, it. we we bought our five chickens and. Yeah. I made the stock. I got all these livers hanging around. Yeah. We can't waste anything. Well, when you go to the grocery store, you still it, the section isn't as big as it was before. But there's always a section with the livers. You know what I mean? And you would almost uh, think yeah. it's almost you know, starting like to disappear. Basic. Right? Yeah, yes. it's it's really small because people don't use it as much as they used to. But but I remember younger. I think I used you to can see even go up to the counter, even and at like a Safeway butcher. Oh, yeah. I think you could probably. Yeah. Hey, can I that. get all the livers you have, or oh, maybe can I come back tomorrow and get all the livers you have? See. All right, so okay, back can, to basics. Okay, right, so, back to basics. So what what can a home cook do? And so you what said can a pro cook home do? cooks can do certain things better. And you mentioned yeah, casserole. Right, that's why we tangent. But go yeah. ahead, continue. Uh, I think uh, maybe a spot where they overlap should be like a roux. Mm, I, think, okay. I think like a home cook, you know, and the roux is the butter with the flour. And it's not any more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. I think people get scared of the French words. Mm-hmm. And the French words are literally just for pros to communicate faster just it's an elite way of talking oh yeah that it's roux. elite i think the rue helped become more pop culture when people got into the um i think what dish i can almost specifically at least in the you know let me think I here i think i know what but i'm gonna wait for you to say it i know i'm trying to think now uh are you thinking a, a style of cuisine yes are you thinking of gumbo uh, yes <laughs> okay cool i was trying to like find the way to yeah i think gumbo's actually brought it in because that's the the super dark one yeah you where know? It's, it looks like it's burnt yes it, it's like yeah one second before burnt it tests perfect. your patience for sure yeah. yeah and you have to wait and okay. wait so rue okay so rue would be one of your this needs to transition amongst a home cook and a pro cook yeah because okay, that that's so easy it is it yeah is. one of the first things you learn in I mean, school chicken pot pie yeah uses a rue exactly for all you amateurs out there rues are the thing that are going to thicken most anything that needs to be thickened yeah. and then if you go to varying degrees like the darker you're talking about for gumbo and anything of the Creole nature or Southern nature usually uses dark to medium to dark like roux. And there's different ways to use roux. Mm. Uh, 
you know, I think the one everyone's thinking of is you get the butter hot mm-hmm. and dump the flour in mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. But if you uh, if you spend a second on roux here, I, I've seen like high end kitchens when they make pastry cream, mm-hmm. uh, they do it that way. Get their butter hot, add their flour, and then start adding the rest of their custard to it. Mm-hmm. And I I had never seen that before. I had only seen it thickened with uh, a cornstarch or uh, I've heard of people using. Um, gelatin oh, like i don't really cheeks. know how that would work because I'm, I'm not the expert in stuff like that but i've heard it uh-huh. uh i've heard of people just dumping egg yolks into it until it's thick, thick. and it, that, that stuff is rich. like the dankest yes that <laughs> so will good. give you heart disease um but then if you think about it when you make like eclairs and you're making pot of shoe that's basically a roux mm-hmm. that you're starting with mm-hmm. and um so yeah I think the the pro side of it is you can you know how versatile it can be mm-hmm. and how and maybe that's the difference between the home and the pro cook is the the pro cook doesn't think of um, the technique as a recipe they think of the technique as a tool that's to get where they're going mm-hmm. and I think the home cook sees a technique and sees this is the recipe I do it the same way every exactly every time because mm-hmm. I know people ask me all the time they're like you just like know what to do next and it's like you have to look at them at a different way as like, this is a means to an end. This isn't my end mm-hmm. that I add to this other end. Yeah. And then I magically, there's no magic. No, you no. did it. It's just as you, you were even aware that yeah, you were doing it. You learn techniques and then yeah. now your arsenal is prepared. So when right. something you need so something the next done, time you're like, Oh, this, I need this to be thicker. Like, yes. I, okay, well, I know I have this, this, and this, and I, I can think of it with that. Mm-hmm. Let me just do it real quick. Mm. Yeah. There you go. The Rue. Yeah. Number one. That's an overlapping. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. What else you got? Hmm. That's another good basic overlapping thing. I think stocks are up there. Stock. As much as that's overlooked, um, I'm starting to think that the modern day home cook, and then obviously in the kitchen, you're going to run into stock making at various points of your career. Usually when you're in there, and you're, you know, prepping early. The mm-hmm. stock is always going to be running at some point somewhere down yeah. the line. Do you think the home cook makes stocks? Yeah. Do you? For sure. I would say right now, at least with what side of the profession I'm in, uh, bullion bases are very hot around this time. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people like to use stocks, you know, for various things, clam chowders, fish stews. Uh, you know, you have Chipino in there and, uh, you know, you yeah. having yeah, a nice yeah. base is everything. And you know, as I'm much down. as I know, bases are great. I think that... They're venturing in there because I think the modern day home cook is starting to become a More new type advanced. of yeah. There's just I'm a down. new understanding. I, I hope so. Uh, yeah. I don't think it is part of the home cooks general the repertoire right now. Okay, okay. okay. I think if you pulled a random person off the street, mm-hmm. maybe maybe you're right. Maybe you get like a fifty fifty. Maybe fifty percent mm-hmm. could could know and make it, and I think the other fifty percent might know it, know what it is, but yeah. either not know how to make it or not be willing to make it. True. They're like, I use bullion keeps. I was yeah. like, and I also do. <laughs> which, which is convenient when you're cooking for two Very or four convenient. people. Highly you stocked know, with energy, but I mean, that's what it is. You don't have the fridge space to hold eight quarts of that's stock true. hanging around. But that's why I do the ice cube tray thing. Well, that's a good trick. That is that's a, good, a trick. good trick. Okay, yeah. so stocks are I may, not I on make there. stock like once a week. Okay. Or maybe, yeah, I should say every other week. Yeah. I usually end up buying a chicken on Sunday. And break it down super quick. And mm-hmm. then one Sunday, I throw the carcass in the freezer. Mm-hmm. And the next Sunday, I take that one out and with the new chicken I got. And then I got two. Two carcasses. And then I got enough stock 
for me for like weeks. Exactly. I know? do the same and maybe thing. Maybe I skip, you know, whenever. Mm-hmm. All the trim from the vegetables throughout the week mm-hmm. go in here. And then sometimes I throw them in the freezer, depending on what it is. And then I'll have mm-hmm. the carcasses. And then once I stock up enough, boom, throw it in the Instapot. Mm-hmm. We good to go. And you get a bunch. See, and then and it's always using everything, just like the roux. Yeah, you know, instead of buying actual like okay, like the bone broth 2019 food trend. Oh my god! Thank you. All right, it's just stock. Thank you. Oh, it's 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 words matter. Words matter. I was like, well, then what were we? What was the stock before? What were you guys using before? If you guys were using bones, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This one has gelatin. Oh, so demi, you making demi? What what are we doing here? I mean, I don't get me wrong. I wish you could go buy dank stock off the shelf. I wish. I want it to jiggle in the box. Oh, that's not nice. Especially, will, yeah, like really nice demi or like beef stock. If it's cold, I want to slap it like it's a butt. Nice. Yeah, even like good clair- like chicken stock that you know, really like pronounced, yeah, they get that little slap in the butt, like, you know, jiggly yeah. shit. All right, so stocks, 50-50. Okay, so, continue okay. on. Uh, what's another? It's a good thing we planned out so well. Of these, course. These things that we were going to talk about. The smart Maybe idea. what's in the, in the professional's uh, realm. Arsenal. And, I think um, a professional has to could could at any given time make the mother sauces. Oh, mother uh, sauces are key. yeah. Okay, let's go and, down that. Uh, okay. I I think maybe the modern home cook could probably do it. I but could not see the same, half of them. The half. Modern. I don't know if all of yeah, them. Yeah, because let's see. There's velouté, velouté, which is roux with clear stark. Yes. And then there's espagnole, espagnole. which is the same brown with stock. brown stock. Yep. Uh, there's tomato sauce, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, that one's pretty easy. Dinopoli tomatoes. Dinopoli tomatoes, <laughs> crush with your hands. Boom. To me, that could be. Is tomato sauce. Those tomatoes are dank. Uh, there's hollandaise, which people get scared of, and they should not be. They shouldn't. Okay, what's your Use hollandaise sequence? blender. Because yeah. out of those that we just mentioned so far, hollandaise would be the one I think most home cooks have attempted, if not completed, yeah. out there. That's the one that like you made once and mm-hmm. you were scared the whole time mm-hmm. and then you make it and you're like, this is not scary. No, it isn't. It's actually you, empowering when you yeah. actually execute it. Especially just use your blender. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hand blender or actual blender? The like Vitamix kind of blender. Okay. okay. And okay. literally get your butter. The, you got to clarify the butter. Mm-hmm. That part's, you know, air quotes, yes. hard. Yes. You have some patience. Uh, you put your yolks in the blender. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I do do the onion and black pepper thing. Sometimes I don't. If you're curious what that is, you saute up a little shallot or honestly, any onion you want. Super like translucent. I love shallots. Uh, You throw a little black pepper or white pepper on them after they've reduced. And then uh, you hit them with a little white wine if you want. And you can add that. Mm. Just, you know, make sure it cools off a little bit so it doesn't cook your egg yolks mm. right away. That's the which hard is, part. Which is the, the hard part. Mm. Again, air quotes. Which is sometimes why I leave it in and sometimes I take it out. Yeah. You know, it depends on what I'm making, how fancy I want it to be. How you know, squirrely if, you feel. If I was making yeah, exactly. holidays at home, I would not do it. Uh. Unless I was super feeling myself that day. Because... <laughs> <laughs> the amount of taste difference it makes is marginal. At most, yeah. Uh, but, you know, in the pro setting, the margins, that marginal it makes, makes a difference. It matters because yes. you're expected to be tasting at that level. Top level shit. Yep. Um, and then a little, I like to have a little lemon juice in every emulsification that I do, which is yeah. maybe a good point we can get onto next. Emulsification. Um, 
and then you have your clarified butter and you kind of just slowly drip in the butter with the blender on mm-hmm. semi slowish the blender can be a little temperamental if you go too slow you gotta go a little bit faster than i think most mm. people th- realize because you're cooking the eggs with the machine the the friction of the yep, machine running exactly. and then uh, you're done and it's that easy see i cheat sometimes i usually use a hand blender in my experience mm-hmm. um and then i'll do a little bit of water with the yolks. Mm-hmm. That's like a Great cheating move. thing, but that's Great where move. you are able to kind of give it a little bit of a, you have that safety net a little bit. Yeah, a little buffer you, zone. Thank you. I lo- yeah, operate within exactly. the buffer zone. Lemon zones. juice is always key. I always like to do a little bit of Tabasco personally because sometimes mm-hmm. the egg yolks do be a little rich, but yeah. cutting it with the lemon juice or something like a Tabasco, something very vinegary always works well. Pepper is key. I yeah. love pepper in there. Yeah, it's, just, pepper. it's so good in it there. It is a rich sauce, so you it do is. need um, that little acidic taste from the a pepper, little a little bit. hot sauce, just vinegary, a little bit. something. Just a little bit. All right, and then, what and then so we what's got the four. fifth one? I, I can't think of it off the top of my hand. Velouté, espanol, tomato. Is that fumé? No, no, no. Hollandaise. Is it fumé? Velouté. Fumé is fish stock, but maybe that's on the right trend. Uh, I'm going to cheat. See, I'm going to Google it. Pro Fuck, cook, I don't pro. even... I'm a home cook. Don't even That know. worked in a restaurant a couple times. That's who I am. <laughs> I'm not a pro cook, buddy. I used to have this Dude. under knowledge under on my on top of my head all the time. I'm going to feel really stupid in about five Velute, seconds. Hollandaise, Espanol, brown sauce, tomato. I think that is five, right? I don't I don't think that was five. Let's see. Yeah, Espanol, right. tomato, velouté, hollandaise. Bechamel. Bechamel. Boom. Loser. That's Loser. one of the most important ones. Yeah, that's like... <laughs> Speaking of macaroni and cheese, that's one yeah, of the I most know. important ones. That's why I always feel dumb when I forget. Usually, Espanol is the one I forget. I usually yeah, I forget Espanol. I think that's why I said it so early. Because yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, got it. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I passed the test. Okay, Bechamel. Bechamel, bechamel is uh, Bechamel the should root, be yes. The number cook. one. That should probably be the number one, even ahead of hollandaise. That one is the And ahead of velouté. And people yeah. get scared of. It's the same and thing. It's and it's the same idea. Roux. Yeah. Gosh, Making roux sure. A lot of stuff. Butter is just so good. Well, some people forget to kind of cook the flour down. Even a little bit. Yeah. You could just put the flour in the butter. You could throw it in the oven just to cook off the flour yeah. thing if you want. You know what I mean? But people are scared of that because that's always, well, make sure you cook out well, the flour. Well, it's like weird. It's weird. Right? Mm-hmm. You're like, what? Yeah, it is. People don't yeah. like, yo, you just add a little bit, take a little bit, more, add more. Mm-hmm. I mean, the color, you know, just take it off the heat. That's yeah, kind of yeah. what it is. And then it's the addition of milk mm-hmm. for that one. Milk. And that's the key. Do you do cold, hot? Uh, you know, I've never really had a problem. I do cold. I just. I don't know if I've ever warmed it up I specifically think, to do it, though. I'm usually used I to cold. I just usually forget that what I'm doing, yeah, exactly. and I have the root, and I'm like, oh, that crap. Let me go get the milk from the fridge. And you just pour it in. Yeah, just, but that's, yeah, uh, from what slowly. I understand, a good chef of mine, Chef John Mitzowich, shouts out to the homie, he, cold always prevents lumps. I don't know if that's true. That's I think, just. I think you have to make right. One has to be hot. One has to be cold. Roux hot. Yeah. Milk cold, and that is ultimately the basis for uh, a mac and cheese, at least a traditional one. Yeah. Uh, don't think for a second you just melt cheese and then you just mix it with <laughs> noodles. I don't think yeah. that's how it works. I don't know who's doing mac and cheese out yeah. there like that, but do not. Velveeta is doing mac and cheese like that. I mean, Velveeta. Velveeta <laughs> tastes like hollandaise and bechamel put together. That shit is rich. Oh, it's fucking dang. It, it is rich. I know that shit's good, though, <laughs> but it's just rich. That's the best nacho cheese. I don't it care. comes out already looking like what it looked like in the commercial. That shit looks like warm cream cheese. Mm-hmm. Warm orange-yellow cream cheese. That's so good. 
Okay, so we so got bechamel. We got that. All okay, right, so yeah. emulsification. Let's go back to that. Emulsification. Okay. Yeah, that's a word that is scary for people because it's long, I think, mm. and starts with an E. But what is it and, really um, about the emulsification? So emulsification is just mixing two things that should not be mixed, mm. and just thinking of it like that. Because mm. people are like, "Whoa, it's fat and water." I'm like, emulsifications can happen. You know, anywhere mm-hmm. with different things. You know, I don't pretend to know every chemical out there, but I'm sure there's chemicals that should not be mixed together and have some kind of stabilizer that mm-hmm. do it. Uh, I can't think of any because you know my job is usually egg yolks and and some kind of vinegar. Egg yolks that or um, vinegar and oil, vinegar or yeah. what? You know, yeah, dressings. For sure. I mean, that's where you usually run into something like that. Uh, I mean, arguably a bechamel is an emulsification. Yeah. Because the butter with the flour as the stabilizer. Yes. You know. Yeah. Uh, so emulsifications are something that seem really difficult and should not scare you at all. What do you think it is? Do you think it's doing it over and over to kind of get that feel and that timing of how to Why add? is it not scary? Why well, I mean, what, what do you asking? think is how do you overcome the fear? Uh with practice mm. and I think uh you know everyone's a little different. Um you know if you if you just tell yourself it's going to work 9 9 times out of 10 it works. Um also realize that there's basically no thing done in cooking at least savory cooking for sure. That can't be fixed, true. even if it goes wrong. That's true. And to just, if it goes wrong, don't keep making it worse. Don't keep dumping oil or whatever you're dumping into, mm-hmm. like it's going to magically come together. It's not. Mm-hmm. Just hit pause for a second and then restart. And there's ways that you can reuse the product so you don't waste anything. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what people get scared of, of wasting. Yeah, that's true. You know, wasting their money. But it's I like, think if it's you just that and scaling pause. back because I think people follow recipes and do not do the. Uh, like, oh, serve six. And you're like, oh, yeah. shit. And then they just kind of free ball some things or they just kind of roll. Yeah. Like, I didn't really want this much. And oh, like, yeah. you can always scale down recipes. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. a math thing more than anything. Yeah. yeah it's not complicated it. math either. It is. I promise. It really isn't. You just get a Usually calculator, take half. all that. Yes, exactly. Half is always easy because yeah. they always do that serving side shit. There are some websites out there that do the adjustments for you, which is yeah, actually quite nice. The, yeah, I see mm-hmm. those. Yeah, That's I was like, That's what, the living in the world figured today. It out. Thank you. <laughs> The internet's sure been around like forever. One line of code, and they did it easily. They figured it out. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Okay, I like that. So emulsification, yeah. mother sauces. Okay, what other basic home versus pro stuff basics that kind of cross over? Trying to think. I think a, a pro technique that home cooks could do and don't think about enough is efficiency. Because I know, uh, I, I remember being on a vacation with some friends and, uh, I forget what dish they were doing. I don't even know the dish. I just, they told me it was something like chicken and they had to make like, uh, sauce for it. That's what they wanted to make sauce with the drippings of whatever chicken. Mm -hmm. And they were like, do you, do you mind helping us out? I was like, no, absolutely. I'll help you out. Whatever. It's all good. And I remember taking, they had the pan that they had put like the, you know, the roasting pan that they had put in the oven. And I remember just like taking it, taking the chicken off and putting that pan right back on the flames on the stove and doing it right. And their mouths just dropped and they were just like, what is happening? Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I'm just getting the stuff off. And they're like, we usually pour it into a pan and and scrape everything off but like the way you're doing it we don't even have to do that they, they were just like they in amazement yeah that i had saved the dish and just didn't even think about it yeah and i was like honestly i've never even thought about dumping it in a pan I've yeah never, that is something you kind of take i don't know if yeah. that's 
being oh shit hold on give me a second oh. hold on hold on hold on I think it's my connect here oh shit hold on all right so go ahead all you were right. saying apologies and where, where efficiency and you're talking about you're doing a roux and you're doing the old school technique yeah, yeah. taking the roasting pan putting it up top just, just deglazing take, doing the whole yeah. thing why why can't that roasting pan go right on the stove why just because it doesn't look like it belongs there how do you think that happened with your friends do you think that's just something that they heard that you're supposed to do like in terms they of putting know. it into a pot or they, they're just they oh, just thought why, why use the it? same pot they yeah, didn't even I, know roasting pans I, could go on the stove top I, I that's think crazy a lot of people don't think about sheet pans going on on top oh yeah it's stainless steel they're like it's that's fine. that's a roasting pan that's an oven pan yeah it's taken on like, 500 degrees in there okay yeah just put it up top or, that or in reverse on there. Yeah. or in reverse yeah like if i cook a chicken in in a pan i just put the pan in the oven yeah, that is kind of weird i don't take yeah. it or like if i'm doing brussels sprouts i'll do this a lot for brussels sprouts yeah you know, get them all colored up in the pan. This is like super restaurant maneuver, okay? Yeah. We don't get the color by roasting it all the way. No. The roasting is like a secondary effect just to finish the cooking process. That's why it always looks great is because we spend the time to get the color on the high direct heat of a pan. Mm-hmm. And when you get the color that you like 90% want, then you put them in the oven to get them cooked through. Finished, yep. And you they're not overdone and they're not shrunk yeah. to like, you know. Whatever yeah. that is. You don't do it all the way in the oven where yeah. you're like, oh, I hope they get enough color. Why don't they just tell people to do that? Instead of recipes, I was like, yeah, 350 degrees, 35 well, minutes. it's a lot easier to just do it in the oven, That's for sure. True. It requires yes. a lot, you know, and if you have a family of four and you're cooking yeah. and trying to, I don't know, finish the laundry or, oh, yeah, you know, true. your Ain't got time son to or top daughter is yeah. like, can you help me with my math homework? Uh, that's a good point. It's so much easier just to have everything in the oven mm-hmm. as a casserole. Ah. Maybe this is where, maybe this is where the, the to figure the out the casserole. Yeah, that's true. The ease. Because it is easy just to build something, put it in the oven. Yeah. You know, it but takes it a lot takes of time technique. to get ready. It still takes technique. It takes technique and thinking does. about it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think the efficiency of a pro cook is undeniably faster mm-hmm. than a home cook. And do you learn efficiency in your career? You learned it watching other people and plus yeah. the techniques everybody told you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which totally makes sense because I also do that. I can whip up dinner in about an hour. Too. Yeah, it does. You're, you're constantly analyzing the way you're doing something to see is there a faster way, you know, mm. to do it like is it faster for me to do all these onions by cutting them in half and then doing all my peeling? Or if I'm doing something, maybe I peel a couple and then I turn around, stir something for a minute, come back mm-hmm. and cut what I did or you know, you yeah. learn over time what is the exact method to be fastest mm. because you have so much to do yes. constantly. That's why I usually get in that big, you know, how people used to take those like uh, baking sheets and then you write down the prep and at what order because you do start something knowing that you can get back to it at, you know, this point yeah. and then you do this in between. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. that does take years of experience to know how to prioritize And what's a, what's a project I can do throughout the night on mm-hmm. the line? Like mm-hmm. when I have a, like, oh, I can... I yeah. don't know. Peel, peel I can garlic. prep out. I can prep, prep out, out the shallots. You know, Brussels sprouts yeah. throughout the night as long as yeah. I have the ends cut off. Yeah, it's based on it. efficiency there. But yeah. see, maybe this is to our point. Maybe the new home cook because we do live in an efficient, you know, mm-hmm. quote unquote culture now. You know, things are being pushed forward. You know, multitasking. So on. You know what I mean? So maybe that becomes as we talk about this. Maybe that becomes the new thing that you know home cooks maybe equip. I, I've seen some. 
modern the the new modern home cook that's super interested in cooking mm-hmm. and would never do it as a career they do some efficient things mm-hmm. like I, I know um a lot of people who bake at home mm-hmm. are are particularly good of like oh i like making this cookie and the dough i just make a four times batch of the dough every time and oh. put it in the freezer mm, that is restaurant so the next stuff right there. four times i want to make it it's it's Already done there instead of I doing don't, fresh baked because it's like right a lot of it and then I don't have works. to do the dishes. Boom! As many See? times, right? So it ultimately so bakers are that. home bakers are are pretty good at that. I think uh, traditionally and, home bakers have always yeah. have been on par with f- professional bakers. I think yeah. where professional bakers kill it, at least in the last five ten years, is the innovative ways that yeah. they've been able to kind of and they do it way more. They way, have way more. more. So they yeah. know this recipe of pear ginger cake mm-hmm. needs. 10 teaspoons yeah, instinctually, not, or needs yeah. nine and a half teaspoons yep. to be perfect yeah. and 11 is too many. Yep. Cause that is baking for you. It yeah. is a little more. Yeah. So I bet. Yeah. And I think that's just a repetition thing. I'm sure every home cook or a lot of home bakers have that recipe that they make perfect. And it's usually some kind of like, Oh, my Irish soda bread. Everybody asked me for my, Irish soda. Yeah. I make, or everyone asked me for my pumpkin cake every year. I have to make so much of it. My banana bread. That's true. You know? Yeah, see, baking has kind of that tradition. I want to say, like I said, in the last five, ten years, baking definitely has taken a different uh, trajectory, I think, mm-hmm. at least in my opinion. I think with the innovation of different techniques being incorporated and the home cook being re-kind of ignited and a lot of people are, you know, making some high-end stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. on both ends, both pro yeah. and home. So, Well, you just there's a lot of baking shows that use amateur cook. You know, I, I love that Great British Bake Off and some of the things. Everybody I, talks about that. Okay, if I you have not watched that. this, okay. the things that these, and they truly are, I, I someone shared an article with me about like the 20 things you didn't know. Every person who goes on that show has to be like 100% amateur. They mm-hmm. can never have held a kitchen job Oof. at all. Not, yeah. I think it even pertains to even working in a restaurant, period. Yeah. Oh, not even So these people are, are true amateur home cooks mm. with minimal to no... Experience. training okay. maybe they went to like sally's baking class on yeah weekend yeah, thing at the local y yeah ah, you know? okay so these people are, and the things they do are just yeah. out, incredible yeah incredible but maybe it's this maybe baking is because it's been more precise and because a lot of the times people inherit recipes it's almost the people that inherited the people ahead of them tested that recipe out oh, and it's they, like you stick to the recipe especially yeah, with baking to start at like a a very a high level. level. Yes. Yeah. So you inherit these great recipes where I think cooking is a little more um, freestyle or more uh, subjective because it is kind of winging it and you're kind of adjusting and it's more adjusting to the personality of the person cooking more or less. Some mm-hmm. people go heavy with certain flavors. Like we just had a discussion about sumac before this. And yeah. right now you're like, now I'll throw sumac on water right I'll, now. I'll like, throw it on everything. That's I love what I'm saying. Yeah, see? That's my new ingredient. Yeah, when it doesn't even belong in sumac, but you're <laughs> going to try to throw it in there. And that's kind of, I think, where the beauty of the cooking aspect is, is where baking is the opposite in the way that it's a little more stringent and a little more uh, precise. And seeing the execution and the result is way more gratifying in the way because you're waiting six hours or five yeah. hours and you're like, Especially if you're like making Perfect. bread. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? Because I've made bread at school and I'm like, shit, that shit took four hours and that sucked. I ain't got that And you're just off by like, yeah, you're just off by like yeah. a couple uh, tablespoons. I can taste the baking soda in there. Exactly. It did I, not rise. I know. Not I enough crumb. I a tablespoon instead of a teaspoon and I hate my life. Yeah. Now I'm 
four hours behind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now you're like, fuck, okay, I got to, you yeah. know, that's why baking. That's true. Know. When exactly. something is baked, it's kind of finished. You can't really, you know, mm-hmm. put more lemon mm-hmm. into a cake once nope. it's done baking. Nope. nope. You just got to throw that shit in the trash. Like, <laughs> yeah. fucking You're a. like, well, guess I'm uh, the only one going to be eating this because yeah. I would never serve this to my neighbor. So. But good thing, though, see, the yeah. good thing about baked goods is the cost of doing that shit is like a quarter of actual, you know, what yeah, cooking usually. Yeah, usually. right? Flour, water, well, egg. Like, I think people get too stressed out about everything being perfect all the time that's true and it's like that's just not never gonna i don't make everything perfect no. all the time no i never. usually have to adjust something or whatever yeah. and if i bake something it doesn't come out perfect good homemade is still better than yeah good at the store yeah that's true you know cost wise and then huh. flavor wise you're not going to be too far off no not usually unless you not just either. make a horrid mistake and then think you're yeah. going to be able to bake with an extra cup of baking soda somewhere like that's not no. how that works. No, no, no. If you're anywhere yeah. close, it's a little off. Not enough fries, not enough crumb, not enough you know whatever. It's, and if it's, it's really salvageable. bad, turn it into bread pudding. Thank and you. And then you're fine. Chop it up. You're good. <laughs> crumb anglaise on top. You chilling. Yeah. Some berries. Fine. We're good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Good. Then we're See, good. Don't worry go. about it. That's don't, baking for you. Yeah, Cooking. Don't stress. Something different. Don't stress about being perfect all the time and magically all of a sudden everything starts getting way better. But you're also asking the human person which. A lot of people out there want to be perfectionists, and I think I that's the beauty I, of cooking. Hey, I it's get humbling. it. Me too. Me yeah, too. It's humbling. I'm, you know, before we started, you saw me. Oh, I can't. Uh, I gotta like I can't move do this here. This lemon, I gotta like rotate it so it looks at us like I this. Know. I'm like, know? man, what's wrong like, with bro, this guy? Just right chill now? out. Jeez, Louise. Uh, efficiency. Okay, I can definitely see that. I think that will become a new mm-hmm. tool built in the arsenal of the home chef. What else it, we got? Well, I'm going to keep going on efficiency. Okay, because, keep on going. Yeah, because yeah. Um, we talked about bakers being good at it. Mm-hmm. And I think um, maybe the next thing that home home cooks should get good at is being good at the savory side. Mm-hmm. And it's something uh, I tell people all the time. You know, pretty much every meal that you're going to make at home is going to have a starch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think starches worry people about getting right because it's supposed to be easy and it's like whenever i cook a starch i cook double or three times as much as i need Mm. and then i have it for the next couple of meals Mm. you know so if i'm if i'm doing potatoes as my starch Mm -hmm. i just throw a couple extra boiled potatoes in there or whatever and then like the next morning if i want fried potatoes my eggs it's like done yes or if I'm cooking rice for something, I don't just cook enough rice for, for that, that one time. Yeah. I cook enough rice for like a week. Yeah, fried rice next day. Yeah, fried rice next yeah. day. Rice pilaf. Mi- microwave it real quick. Yep. It comes. It reheats great. Easy, easy. Yeah, starch. make your life easier by looking ahead. More starch. Yeah, nothing always has to yeah. be a la carte like that. You don't have to do a la carte everything. Yeah. And true. and just because you're making, uh, I don't know. Chicken tajin. No, that's a bad example because I'd go Jeez. great with rice. Yes, exactly. Uh, chicken cacciatore. Yes. Doesn't mean you can't have rice with it because, oh. oh, it's not Italian. So fucking I what? I throw dude. rice in my I love rice. New England clam chowder. I throw rice hey, in everything. rice and soup is the move. Thank you. People, yes. I've, I've made a couple of soups and had rice hanging around and mm. throw it in there throw and give around. it away to people. And they're like, dude, I never thought to put rice so in So good. Dude. It's filling. Rice it gives it a good texture. And it just works with most soups. Surprise yourself. So, yeah, I love rice. Hey, there Basically. you go. Hey, tell that to a Filipino person. Hey, yeah, I yeah. mean, that's all I eat. But yeah, I cook, used more, to eat cook more starch. Cook yeah. double them. If you're cook roasting double. vegetables, mm-hmm. cook double. Mm-hmm. And then have it with whatever you're having the next time. Always look ahead. Or throw it in that next casserole. Ah, see? Always back to yeah. the casserole. I think yeah. casserole is home. Casserole is home. Because yeah. you can make a casserole and eat it for like five days. Oh, I love casseroles. Fucking Freeze is casserole. great. Oh. Microwave is great. Oh. Reheat. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's a lost art. 
The casserole. The casserole yeah. is See, and casserole. it's off limits to restaurants because restaurants will touch it. So home cooks Except out there. Except for lasagna. That's your stuff. Like you were saying. That's true. Lasagna is the one. The one. But even then, a lot of places yeah. are reluctant to put lasagna on their menu for whatever reason. Yeah. I don't know why. Just what it is. Great it for is catering, nice. obviously. But great, great to feed a crowd, yes. which is where it excels at. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the best for the individual, individual diner. True. I know. There's no other ways to plate it. I mean, you've seen yeah. probably different renditions of Well, the way lasagna. that I used to do is I found these little dishes, and I would build uh, like one big lasagna mm-hmm. and then cut it to the size of that little dish, put it in there, oh, and then we'd reheat that to order. Nice. So that there was a good go. move. See, park, the park cook is also slept on. Yeah. Park cooking is The park cooking, I would leave that just in the pros. That's pro shit, yeah, but I mean. that's not You're not going to park cook stuff at home. I park cook all the time at home because well, I just wild. try to eat in like 15 minutes. Second. I'm trying to eat f- gourmet yeah. in 15 minutes, well, that, but I prep in the morning see, pretty hard. See, you've gotten used to, oh, okay, so you prep in the morning. I prep in the morning hard. I would say the only park cooking I would think the modern person could do at home would be like, I was saying like, cook. Three times the amount of rice. That's true. Cook extra potatoes. Cook ahead. And That's true. it's par cooked. It's fully cooked. And it yes. It just has to be hot again. Yeah. The potato yeah. thing's true. And the rice yeah. thing, I do agree with you, because that shit ends up Even in pasta. most dishes. Cook, cook pasta extra pasta. Yeah. Pasta salad, pasta. Yeah. Anything pasta the next salad day. is yeah. the best example. So I didn't good. even think of that, but that is perfect. So good. Yeah, you're yeah. making whatever pasta. Use that squiggly pasta and oh, cook double. And guess what? The next day, what's that you can squiggly pasta almost, called? Give it a name. Know. What's wrong with you? You would tell you. The squiggly one. We talk about the. Yeah, you know which one? The corkscrew looking one. Rotelli. Isn't that Rotelli? No, that's not know. Rotelli. It's Man, you would tell you what's wrong with you. I don't care. You know how many names of pasta there are? <laughs> Just that's for true. the noodles why alone. Is there, why is there so many? What's they up make those huge walls or charts. Why is that? Why because is that? Because everyone has to have their name on stuff, right? Oh, that's what they it don't is. follow any kind of formula. Are the name of pastas uh, the names of the last name of the people that came up with it, or is just you know? Uh, what I, mean? I don't. Not everyone, because I know like farfalle. Uh-huh. Far, farfalle means butterfly, oh, and that okay. one looks like a butterfly. That so makes I know. Sense. For sure, that one at yes. least. Okay. Which would lead me to believe but the corkscrew that. one. You're like, I don't know what the fuck. I don't that know. One is. Fucking the corkscrew one. Everyone <laughs> knows what I'm talking about because it does come in, in multi-colors as well. Every pasta salad oh. that you've ever had, and pasta salad's fucking good too. And you yeah. rarely see that in restaurants, also. So there are things yeah. strictly restricted. You know for where you see use. pasta salad at a restaurant? Where? You see it at like the corner diner mm. as the side choice of for your dish. sandwich. Every dish, yes. You, and with it's your usually, sandwich, <laughs> you can have pasta salad, fruit salad, chips. Or whatever other oh my fries. God. Those are always either super dry <laughs> or super overdressed. And then it's pretty much 95% olive, or if not olive juice in there. I'm just olive like, juice. Eh. But it still works. It works. It still works. That's it. it. That works. is the only time you ever see it. Local corner deli. Yeah. And it's always in yeah. those like four ounce cups yep. with the thing. Yeah. Always served on the side in that same okay. Cook dish ahead. that everyone okay. has. I agree. Cook ahead. Okay. What else uh, you got? What uh, else? I don't know if I have anything basics? else for efficiency. Maybe like pulling your butter out early. Th- are you a room ahead. temperature butter guy or are you a uh, cold square? Um, at home, I usually just pull it out of the fridge. Okay. And, you know, I have my tre- tricks for getting it up to room temperature. Okay. Uh, one I saw recently, I can't wait to try it, is you take like a glass and rinse it under hot water. Mm. And then you put it on the cutting board or a table, and you put it over the butter. Oh, like a little and dome. And that supposedly brings it up to room temperature really quick. Mm. Usually, I just say the hell with it and squish it in my hands so yeah. it's room temperature. <laughs> that's Cause, pretty. Because I'm usually doing it in eight. biscuits anyway. Yes, so that is true. perfect. Yes. It's um, just that feeling. It's just like... Uh, 
It feels good until it doesn't. It doesn't, yeah. <laughs> until you're like, yeah, and then you're like, you're like Ooh. My hand is never going to be clean That's again. what I'm saying. You can try to put soap on it, and then yeah, it's still the it's layer still of butters on it. Yeah. So it's when you actually scrub your hands for reals. Efficiency is big. That could and probably then, be one of the bigger differences, I think, with yeah. uh, pro cooks, uh, home cooks. Sure. Which kind of makes sense because when you're at home, there is a leisure factor to it. Like I was just yeah. talking to a, you know a cohort of mine, and we were talking about, yeah, drinking while prepping is amazing, and usually you don't do that in the kitchen, and at home is almost mandatory. Oh well, that's like the joke of the the housewife, right? Oh, little for the little for the dish, <laughs> and a little for me, right? How many times? How many times have you heard that stereotype play that out is. in a cartoon, a that movie, is. whatever? Show? That is. That is. Yeah, that I is. definitely. But see, that's an old school thing. I don't know. Is that a yeah. new school thing? I mean, I think it's an old school thing that should definitely continue. Because it should be, be coming back. Yeah, there yeah. should be an appreciation be, for that. If you're cooking at home, you should be drinking yeah. some some booze. Something. Yeah, usually enjoy have a little your, wine on it. there. Yeah, I'm should a sangria guy. I was about sangria time. going. Yes, exactly. And I think that's where, as we label the basics, good to have the tools in. But home cooking, the benefits is it's in your own leisure. And I always take a lot of time i find it enjoyable especially the times i can one of my favorite things is just to cook at home you know you just get lost in the kitchen like three four hours play the radio you know Mm -hmm. i'm saying have the music blaring get your alcohol out and just have your prep list and you just you're just going it's fun i love it yeah that's like my thing yeah it's been nice cooking at home with some sound on which is very strange it is in the kitchen in a professional setting i Mm -hmm. can't have sound on because i'm using my ears to listen to Everything Something going on. half yeah. the room away. You're sauteing wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, those onions are burning. Let me turn around. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't hear the bacon go off. Damn it. It's overcooked again. Sheet pan uh, number three. Throw that well, shit in the trash. we got hella bacon uh, juice. Yeah, we got bacon fat. So, <laughs> yeah, bacon. all right. Uh, bacon toast with uh, butter, bacon butter. All right. You know what I've always been curious? Side note. Mm. I've always wanted to take bacon fat and make like biscuits, substituting the butter for bacon fat or bacon fat for the butter. I th- and would yeah. that work? I think if someone wants to do that, hundred percent bacon, hundred percent bacon fat. So I've had this conversation, and I have some people have who are much better bakers than me have said, I think if you did 50-50, I think it would yeah. work. Fifty hundred percent would yeah. probably not. No, but maybe someone can make them for us. hundred percent. We can. Uh, I take a hundred percent biscuit all day. I would love that. All right, maybe out so there, maybe anybody a who's a baker, all one of our listeners. <laughs> Get that going. I'm not really shooting for the stars. Hoping hey, someone I mean, makes you never know. I'm just saying. If hey, you don't should, ask, you never know. Once this get is it. out into the open, this you, this somebody will listen to this shit 50 years later and be like, you know, I'm, I'm gonna send those guys. I'm a, gonna send them a bacon, yeah. a biscuit. Yeah, no, that does make sense. I want to say 50-50 would work. I'm not a baker myself, but yeah. I want to say this this came across my culinary career at least a couple times because mm-hmm. there's always that time where. You know, there's a shit ton of bacon fat. That's just kind of yeah. something that's always going to be around in yeah. the kitchen. I don't know how. It's always somewhere near the saute. It's mm-hmm. always somewhere. It's going to end up in the Brussels at some point. It's going to yep. end up in. And it always ends up yeah. in standard. Yeah. Well, you know, because uh, maybe and maybe that's a good segue into the next uh, topic: Boom. pro versus home. Okay. The pro kitchen does not waste. Ever. Very, very few things get wasted. Mm-hmm. Even those outer Brussels. I know. I keep going. It's because I was just dealing with Brussels spread yeah. sprouts the other day. Even the outer leaves can get cut really fine and it put into something. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of things, the new thing now is to ferment, ferment the scraps. Mm. You know? Is that a new thing? I think that, I think it's an old technique that's been rediscovered. Yeah. yeah. I definitely know the kimchi revolution and kind of the fermented pickle thing has been a trend or kind of been on the forefront the last yeah. couple of years. It helps you sure. use up the scraps that maybe you couldn't mm-hmm. use up, you know. 
maybe the apple peel, like what the hell am I going to use apple peel for? Mm. But maybe if I let it sit for a while, maybe it gets sweeter. I don't mm. know. Maybe I make really weird, funky apple sauce with yeah. it. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. But why? if it's going to go in the trash, why not play around with it and see what you make? That's what recipes should do. Recipes should come in bulk and then should be like, here's what you do with all the scraps. I mean, well, and compost is a is an old big thing now. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people compost. It's a, you know, thank you, general public, for being much better about not just throwing stuff away. Compost is a good move. Yeah, compost Always. has become the future gardeners and all yeah. the planters out and there. Really, it's slowly if your moving. ferment goes wrong, you can just compost it anyway. Exactly. It's, it's basically there. a controlled compost. It's halfway <laughs> there. You're good. You don't so, like yeah. that shit? Throw it in there. Throw it in the dirt. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. A lot yeah. of composters out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good move. That's okay. Good. Like so efficiency. And then using everything. You're looking yeah. for good yields and then yeah. using everything. Keeps your food costs down. Oh. Yeah. You know? So the, maybe the thoughtfulness of yeah. the pro cook. I think we talked about that's what you pay for when you go to when you go out is the the skill, the talent level, yeah. and the thoughtfulness going into everything that's happening around you. You're not just paying for that seared chicken breast, no, you're which not paying for should the food be itself. cooked perfectly. Yes. You're you're paying for that. That's the baseline. But you're the also paying for what they did with those chicken bones mm-hmm. to make the stock, yeah. to make the chicken demi. The that's journey the sauce on from the, plate. the chicken to make it to your plate and everything in between is yeah. the important part of what cooks and chefs and anything mm-hmm. in behind the house does. Yeah. I think I said that before. I think it's John George. Was it John George? I one of them one of them chefs. Uh, he said, said that. that. He was like, yo, our job is to um make sure this product sees, you know, its exit to, you know, after its life. Like that is important. If you are into the whole idea of start to finish, plants, produce, uh proteins all those things have a start area and then chefs and cooks and anybody behind are the last line. They are the person that is sending them to, you know, to you to consume. And there's a Mm -hmm. lot of things that have to go on for that to get on the plate. And I think, and I don't want to be too, you know, like, uh, like Portlandia about it. Like, you know how Portlandia is like, what was the name of it? And I want to (laughs) know. I love that. It's a funny thing. It's a funny thing. And if you've been to Portland, (laughs) that's how it really is. That's no, that's not even a parody. That's like a, (laughs) I I would take that as a real scene. I can't wait to go to Portland. I'm just saying, that's a real scene. I've been to Portland quite a bit and I I love it. It's a little overly for me, but if you do want to emphasize the journey of food to your plate, and be very conscious about that and understand, just kind of even respect it. As long as you respect it, I think you're fine. You're good with it. And I think that's very important. I think that is, the, you know, at least one of the many jobs of cooks and chefs out there to have that respect for the craft. Because mm-hmm. that's what ultimately keeps us in, you know, business and keeps our traditions alive, at least yeah. to have that respect. It's, it's definitely something that gets fostered mm-hmm. in, in the professional kitchen, mm-hmm. whether you start having it super strong or whether you develop it over time with realizing it's important to your bottom dollar not only is it important to your bottom line but it's also just a, a respectful thing to do is mm-hmm. to do the best job you can yeah it's conscious you know, you know? there's guys yeah. out there working the fields and trying to get the right soil just to get that thing to mm-hmm. grow right and then to throw it to you and then for you to throw like you know a third of it away is already you know yeah. crazy but you try your best especially in kitchens yeah. to try to utilize and find a home for everything and you got to mm-hmm. you know give it up to the the, the kitchens out there that really you know, put an emphasis on all there. the way into that. Yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah. it's not every single kitchen, you know, unfortunately to say, but I mean, it's to each his own. It's just understanding yeah. that you do make a choice as a consumer 
to go in there and the expectations you know are really up to you but baseline the food's always perfect my anything after thing. that yes you exactly. vote with your dollar boom that's my favorite thing you you that's as democratic as it dollar. get right there vote with your dollar it's true mm-hmm. because that's the one bargaining chip that you know consumers have and with anybody trying to sell the service mm-hmm. and if you don't hold them up to the standard I mean, they'll meet whatever you ask for. Uh, uh, they, they will, will not be forced go past to. it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's really where you put your dollar at. Mm-hmm. You know. So if you vote by saying, "Hey, I go to this restaurant because I know they use everything," or I like going to my friend, I don't know Brian's house because he uses everything. Mm-hmm. You vote with your dollar. You vote with your time. Vote with your time. Vote with your dollar. It's mm-hmm. as simple as that. Yeah. Cool. Pro uh, versus pro versus basic. Is that it? For I don't all know. The- I can't. I can't think of an, another one's not jumping out to me. Drink more water. How about that? That's, no, that's a different. That's not it. That's life basic. That's a life, life basic. You're trying to enforce these these water things. You must be sponsored by a water. I know. I company. should be sponsored by just general water. At some I can't point. believe we have to promote that just to be like, hey, everybody, drink water. But it is I'm interesting that not a lot of people do. No gallon a day. Oh, trust Easy. me, I wasn't on there either. I was once before somebody oh, who drank too. a cup. Every week. <laughs> I, know, I used to drink like four Dr. Peppers a day. That you know? is nothing wrong with that. But yeah. when you start drinking soda, it's like really an addiction. Mm-hmm. Especially if you had a head in a long time. Like usually yeah. holidays is where I get yeah. pretty guilty because I know there's that area well, it's where. Once you have it, after you've had a break, day. you taste them and you're like, this is too sweet. Yeah. And you're like, I used to drink how much of this a yeah. day? But then you fiend yeah. for it after that. Yeah. Like, I'm get another cup just because it's the holidays. It doesn't yeah, matter. Whatever. I'll just take this two liter with me. And yeah, just, I'll yeah. just fill up my it'll cup. Be, it'll be for the crowd. It's so AKA good. my cup. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so good. So good. Um, anyways, okay. So, okay, no more pro. I'm trying to think of other basics. I mean, aside from tools and stuff like that. Yeah, but tool, I wouldn't put tools as, ba- those are, I don't know, those aren't techniques. It's, yeah, subjective. Subjective. Um, I mean, fish spatula, I think, should be at home. I think maybe Tongs. cutting, as in being cutting. thoughtful to what size to cut something. Oh, yes. The basic cuts. I can I can think, yeah, I can think of an example for this, too. Yes. Uh, being with some friends and, you know, someone, so-and-so's mom or dad always told them, you know, this is how, this is how my grandma cut it every time. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of go in there and you're like, well, you know, we're trying to eat dinner and like... 40 minutes, you know, and like, hey, can I, if you cut that in half, mm-hmm. it's going to cook twice as fast. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a rush, it's actually worth it to spend more time Cut. cutting something than just getting it in the oven. Mm-hmm. I promise. Mm-hmm. And it seems like more, it's more active time. Yes. And then less passive less time, cooking. but yeah. it does make it go faster. Mm. So cooking so knife skills is very yeah. underrated. Super underrated. Um, yeah. Sharp knife is underrated as well. Yeah. People should have and I think I a hear nice that on knife. Like every food thing, people are always every. like, you have to use a sharp knife. And yet the amount of people with dull yeah. knives, I feel like, is so I don't high. think people... And take, you don't even need an expensive knife. No. That, I think that's the misconception. Yeah. I think people want an expensive knife. Any knife that's out there is even great. Like a plastic handle, white handle, whatever. Anything you can find. Stainless steel, great. As long as you keep the knife edge sharp, and that's where... The home cook should take a little more of an incentive or a, you know. Have the impetus to, yes. to main. Yeah. You have to. Yes. And it's not that hard. If you do it like once every three months, mm-hmm. take it to one of, you know, so a lot of local hardware stores I know around here have a service that comes around. Really? Hardware Hard, stores? Hardware stores. Oh. Either they do it or they know someone. Mm. So that's a weird, that's like one of those Do they things. come in to sharpen? For me? Like, no, hardware stores. Like, what do they sharpen? 
Uh, hard, I, I know a couple hardware stores have like a contractor that stops by their hardware store mm-hmm. the fourth Wednesday of whatever month. Every month, yeah. And, you know, s- sits mm. there for a day. Because there are knife stores. Yes. They're they're usually in bigger cities. Not I too many around now. Yeah. And they're kind of hard. Yeah. Um, San Francisco, usually, did you go to the one on Columbia Street? No. I oh. would drive down to whatever that town south of San Francisco is called, past South San Francisco. Uh San Mateo. Oh, okay. And there was the there. Perfect Edge. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm I mean, I would make like a half day of it going mm. down there. Oh, okay. Yeah. There used to be a spot in Little Italy. Uh, they used to do repair shoes and sharpen oh, knives. That's definitely why I haven't heard of it. <laughs> I hated going into town unless I was going to work. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. I was the worst San Francisco person ever. Hey, I, I tried my best to like it, and <sighs> it was like all it right. There. It just wasn't Pacifica my Pacifica was much more my jam, even though it's very <laughs> gloomy and sad. Pacifica's but. nice. Pacifica is nice. Pacifica is basically Monterey. Yeah, it's like Monterey light. Yes, Monterey <laughs> without the laffy taffy and without yeah. the uh, all the Italian seafood mm-hmm. restaurants with the entree yeah, yeah. ready dish. on display. <laughs> yeah, Moss Beach. I love Moss Beach. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, that's getting. I know all these towns are gonna hate me for people finding out where they are. They're very that's like fine. hermity. We got one. Um, we got one viewer. And this won't be public <laughs> and, yeah. until like <laughs> until those towns yeah. are big anyway. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So we're good. We're good. So we're good. We're good. There's Same. secrets out there, though. Truly, there are yeah. nuggets. I mean, I take California Grant for granted because I think I was born here. Oh, for but sure. and then uh, piggybacking on what we talked about last time with the produce being perfect here, and then we have beaches, we have mountains. It's Especially crazy how nice it is. Yes, two two hours from Tahoe. Thank you. World class skiing. Yep. Two hours, three hours yep. from Santa Cruz. Mm. World class surfing. Oh my gosh. And then everything we have in between. In between. In between, truly. It's Spoiled. insane. Right. Yeah, you just go to Bodega Bay. Go hang out yeah. Bodega Bay. Go hang For out. the day. For the day. For it's the day. And you could drive there and come back. Once a year, once oh, in a lifetime trip. And we People just fly here from different countries mm. just to see I mean, this shit. Yeah. How many national parks we have just in yeah, we, California? We can go alone? just to San Francisco for the day. Yeah. For the half day. I used to go there to. and just go have lunch at Cha Cha Cha's. I used to do shit like that. Like, I swear to God. I, you don't think twice about it. Shout out to my boy David. We would just go, hey, you trying to go have lunch? Yeah, let's go have lunch at Cha Cha Cha. And then come back into town and just have dinner somewhere around here. Yeah. Crazy. Spoiled. Rotten. We are. Yeah. I do appreciate California, though. Yeah. Okay, so pro I, chefs, basic setup. Okay, we got that. Yeah. So that's it. The so knife. knife. Keep your knife yeah. sharp. I promise you. Yeah, it's I mean, scary, don't be too particular about it. Make sure you just, the handle's right for you. And the finger thing, the claw. The claw. Master the claw. How long did it take you to feel comfortable with the claw, if you could remember roughly? Uh, it didn't take me long, mm-hmm. only because School. I was, like, forced. Same. You had to. Same here. There was yeah. no choice. If I had to take a guess at home, give it about two weeks. It yeah. doesn't feel comfortable, but as long as the knife touches your fingers, you're good. Yeah. And those that middle part tough. of your finger. Yes. Yeah. Not all of them. Get the middle part. And don't yes. go too high. Yes. You know. But yeah, you. Mm-hmm. And don't go fast because you're at home. Yeah. No, take your time. Yeah. And you're probably right. like a little, you know, perved out. You're a little I, drunk. I would say you're good. Two week, two weeks of cooking at home. Yeah. Maybe four weeks if you kind of like. Not often cooking at home. You get comfortable with the knife on, on the fingers. Are you a, um, what's it called? A paring knife guy. Not really. No. I don't I don't find myself using a paring knife either. that often. Not even on garlic. Not even on like no. small things. Maybe if I was like on the line doing something. No, I usually I just a, have a smaller chef's knife. Yeah. See? Yeah. I think we talked about this. Yes. I don't know if we talked on about it. On On toolkits. On live on for the for the listeners. Yes. But I do remember talking about I always heard the 10 inch chef knife was the way to go. Yeah. And I could not disagree more. Yeah. 
No. The six inch chef knife utility. Six. There used to be a Wustaf four and that'd a be, five. Those were badass. I have a four, cool. I think, or a five a four for the would line. would be perfect for the line. Yeah. I think eight is what I mean. I do have a 10 inch, which, yeah. I mean, to me, I just kind of bring out, I think, when you're just trying to impress people, I guess. It's yeah. almost like taking out well, a sword you saw, at this yeah. point. Oh, we did talk about this because I showed you, and I was like, mm-hmm. I think I've used it one time. Yeah, exactly. It was a nice fucking knife, though. Don't get me it wrong. Is, it was nice. But 10 inches, you're almost did, like, I'm not I really. Know. I should sell it. I don't need it. I don't want it. I could put For it all you cooks out there, I mean, I don't know. I think at some point, maybe a 10-inch chef knife comes back into style somehow. I don't know. That just used to be the standard back then. I, don't know. I, got, I think mine is like an 8 or 6 that I used, yeah. and it was 20 bucks. Badass one. And I love it. Keep your knife sharp. And really, that's all you need, a chef knife. You don't really need anything else. Yeah. I mean, a chef knife pretty much can do mostly everything. Yeah. Mostly And get everything. something that's comfortable for your hand. Yes. The and handle is everything. The, the dollar amount is not important no. compared to the comfortable. Mm-hmm amount that's true i've had my fair share of different tut knives and i could tell you right now everything is in the handle in mm-hmm. what I it like feels the like wood handle mm-hmm. for, okay. and i like it to not have all those grooves in it i just want it to be like plain circle ah so you're one of those guys yeah. i have both the oriental yeah. handle i think it's called or oh that's eastern racist. style <laughs> well i mean oriental is oriental coming back is that what I you're saying know, man, i have sorry. a push for oriental I think coming that's, back i think that's I think that's how I saw it in a book one time. I'm being—I'm pretty sure that's how they distinguish knives. Yeah, Oriental style. I love Maybe the it's called Eastern too. Grip now. Oh, Eastern, of I'm course. Sorry. Eastern, uh, East Coast. You talk about Eastern past Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> that's Eastern. The silence speaks for itself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm an Oriental guy. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like I, I fuck with Oriental. I, yeah. I'm trying to bring Oriental back. Hey, bring it back, dude. Hey, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, I white people is white people. That's messed up. But people don't say nothing wrong about people. I'm like, yo, Oriental, like Oriental ramen, one of the best flavors out there. I've never heard of this flavor. What? I'm the sorry. blue one? Your eyes got so big. And the I'm blue so one. Sorry. Okay. Have, have not... you had chicken? Yeah. Well, I've had chicken. Okay. Beef? Yeah, noodle. Yeah. Chicken, beef. Okay. Shrimp? Shrimp. The pink one? Okay. Spicy. You've never seen the blue one? No. Oh, do they not sell it no more? Am I I don't know. Maybe out of you're touch? out of date. Well, is when I like, go to buy it, it's always there. Is it there. like ginger, lemongrass, and garlic no, or something? No, no. God, is that racist? I want to say it's star anise maybe in there or Ooh, something like that. That's another fun flavor. I don't know. That one is. That that whole Taiwanese world, that's like the, you know that leg of that. You know what works great with star anise to what? be seasoned with? Mm. It's fennel. We used to make a fennel puree mm. with no fennel seed in it, just fresh fennel and star anise. Mm, star so, anise. Okay, star, yes. Start anus. Anus. Okay. Slowly, slowly sauteed with the lid on mm. until it just disintegrated. And that was cool. Fennel. Yeah. That was it. That makes sense. It has that little licorice. Yeah, that's know, why. That people always talk about. Yeah. yeah. That was a good one. That was a yeah, fennel one. slept on. Fennel is kind of always. got lost in the shuffle, but it's, well, it's definitely like, big holiday. It takes like too long. You think so? You? Yeah. I, I think it's unnecessary. You buy well, it at the store. You're like, what the fuck is all this people shit? People don't like it raw. Right? No. They don't. No. So to cook I it, think it's not bad raw, I, I, personally. I'll eat it raw. Shaved a little bit, a yeah. little fennel salad. Shave. Well, then you got to get the microplane out to shave it, right? Which uh, the home person is not going to do. Uh, but my, I'll, yes, I'll eat it thick yeah. and chunky. I don't know. I don't know. Chunky's a little But then, like, yeah. cooking it, it takes a long time to cook through. Because it it's so fibrous. It is. And you're right. It does have, like, that stock. Yeah. The stalks that are, but throw it in your stock. Yeah, that's true. And if you want to be really fancy and impress someone at home, yeah. those little leaves at the top. The fennel fronds. The fennel fronds. Mm. Those make any dish up $5. They do. Yeah, they're pretty. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're nice. pretty. They, they look great. I mean, let's admit now, there's some and, pretty ass fucking food out there. And if you drive along the California coast, you can just find it in the ground. Really? I don't know if you can eat the root that's in the ground. But oh, I'm but you're talking about the, yeah. taking the fronds. And just put them on your salad and be like, oh, yeah. look at this. 
Nice. I think one time to impress a girl, I made scallops at Stinson Beach on the grill. Fennel. And yeah, and took some fennel fronds and garnished with that. Boom. Mm-hmm. See, that's fennel fronds is where it's at. Oh, fennel and starnies. Never would have thought to yeah. put those together, but that's doubling down on the licorice flavor, so that does make sense. Yeah. See, fennel usually like makes its way around during the holidays. Yeah. I don't know what people are putting it in. I, I forget. It kind of gets in sometimes with the root vegetable roast. Maybe and then for the holidays, people dedicate more time to cooking, so they're down to It almost seems like that's the only time people are cooking sometimes. Yeah. Mm. But in today's world, you're almost, if you're not Doesn't cooking at home. It's convenient during winter because you I have mean, more time. Shit. You choose to have more time yeah. during winter to cook, so you allow yourself to use harder ingredients. I'm just, just surprised there's not everybody cooking. Everybody should be cooking to everybody, some point. It's more of an expression of yourself yeah. at this point. So what should everybody be able to do at home? I think soup, fry an egg. Salad. I think a basic kale white bean soup. Yes. Because you can make a good kale white bean soup with a can of white beans and a box of chicken stock throw at some, the store. Throw some fucking sausage in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Throw some sausage in it. Oh, so good. I think yeah, everyone at home okay. should be able to cut an onion. Yes. Tears everywhere. Tears everywhere. Yeah. No, there's no um, coming around that. Do you believe that there's methods out there? Not at home. I've noticed cooking at home more, I get a lot more tears. Well, shit. You just cook, you're cutting in a box. That's what yeah. happens. The proximity is too work, close. But I would not get the tears because the hood was much stronger. Mm, see? Yeah. Okay. But there's no, I, if you want to get around the onion, here, okay, there is a way around the crying right, of the onions. Got? Okay. There's actually two ways. Okay. One you're not going to do, but it's fun to talk about mm-hmm. is you can cut the onions underwater mm. <laughs> because, okay. in the shower. What are you talking about? Uh, well, let's say you had a, a casserole dish with high sides that mm-hmm. could fit a cutting board in it. You can cut the onion in the water because what makes your eyes tear up is a gas that mm-hmm. comes out of it, which having a sharp knife will also help because mm-hmm. the more cell walls that get busted, the more gas gets released. Oh, going science on your ass. Uh-huh. Continue. The much more yeah, science on your ass. Yeah. Uh, the much more feasible way is they make onion goggles. I've seen and those. they're basically just like swim goggles. Yes. So if you cut onions with swim goggles on, you'll be fine. Yeah. So I think that's the method preferred. I don't know about putting a cutting board in an actual pan. But it's more fun to, to think about someone cutting an onion underwater. I'm pretty sure if I go on YouTube right now, someone is cutting Someone's an onion. Done it. Yeah, and yeah. it's probably like 45 million views. <laughs> Insane. Yeah. And it's like a 10-second video. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Mm, yeah. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah, well, cover your eyes. I mean, that's really all we got. I mean, we're at about an hour right now. Um, we'll move everything to the next thing. Yeah. P, thank you very much. Is there anything you need to shout out? Any gripes? Any what's grinding your gears? Any last words? I don't know. Cook at home more. Mm-hmm. Don't be scared of being not perfect. Emulsify yourself. Emulsify <laughs> yourself in uh, cooking. If you're one of those non-cookers, you are now going to emulsify and be a cooker. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, given the current status of the world and today we are living time. in the end of 2020. So I don't know how this is going to be marked and probably listening to this 10 years later we'll probably laugh at it but hey, people are home you know so and there's a million gazillion recipes out there and you can find pretty much so if you think of it uh, sometimes i just type in like three or four ingredients that's a great way to go and something just comes up yeah if you're not sure what you want to yeah. eat be like oh well, i really lo- like canned tomato and i really like pork you know when i do that is when you're done with kind of the shopping and you're down to like damn i got like a half packet of this just type that into your search. Someone has a recipe. There's a someone, recipe for it. Someone has a casserole yeah. for that. And don't get me wrong. Yeah, like, maybe that's, go the, through that's your the shit. phrase to go on. And so there's an app for that. There's a casserole. There's that. a casserole for that. <laughs> Boom. We need to come up with that. There's a casserole for that. Thank you, P. You oh, it's a website. great thing. See you next Monday. We'll be back. Thank Perfect. you, folks.